For October 12th, this is Ballot Box, the pointer's coverage of the upcoming 2022 municipal and provincial elections. Reporting today, Sam Graywall with Joel Whitnable. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We're pretty excited. The pointer is going to take Ballot Vox in a slightly different direction. So from now until about this time next year, we are going to be focusing on the provincial election that's upcoming in 2022 and the municipal election that is also going to be happening in 2022. So Ballot Vox will start preparing listeners and getting into conversations about the provincial and municipal election, the ramifications for Brampton and Mississauga, for Peel in general, what we should be thinking about, how we should be connecting uh, the two elections and the two levels of government, what elected officials and the candidates need to do to convince voters that they they really understand what Brampton and Mississauga need. And, and I think that the municipal and the provincial levels of government they have a very unique relationship and and if it's not understood that relate that relationship and we don't see for example mpps working with their local governments their councillors their mayors we end up seeing a complete breakdown in terms of getting the work done that Brampton and Mississauga need to move move each city forward. We have Joel Whitnable of The Pointer with us as well. And Joel, I guess I'll start by asking you, for the provincial election, we just want to set up ballot vox, uh, you know, what we're going to be doing starting next week. So just for listeners, it's going to be every week. We'll still be featuring What's the Point every Friday. And of course, What's the Point is a more general podcast about a range of different issues and stories that we deal with on The Pointer and in terms of any of the big issues going on in Mississauga and Brampton. While Ballot Vox starting next week will be every Tuesday, uh, as it is this week, the setup show that we're doing right now. And moving forward, it, Ballot Vox will be covering the provincial election and the municipal election in 2022. We're going to have a long runway into both of those elections with Ballot Vox. We're going to tie together a lot of how municipal issues and provincial issues are very much interconnected. And with two elections back to back, you know, what voters need to know uh, in terms of candidates, elected officials who want to represent Brampton and Mississauga. And in doing so, they need to understand if you're at the provincial level, hey, okay, what are you going to do about getting a hospital for Brampton finally? Hey, if you're at the provincial level, what are you going to do about some of the major transit projects that Mississauga is looking to undertake and it needs federal cooperation and the province is kind of a go-between for those you know what's the what's what are municipalities going to do in terms of putting pressure on the province for increased healthcare funding around the pandemic hopefully the pandemic will be largely behind us but you know we know there's still a lot of costs associated with it transit for example uh how will the province support both municipalities as they try to get their municipal transit operations up and running at full speed again. Yeah, there's a number of development issues, planning issues, the GTA West Highway, a whole host of things that we're going to delve into uh, on Ballot Box. And we're going to have guests every week, and we're going to start all of that next week. We're just setting things up today. We have Joel Whitnable from The Pointer with us. And Joel, maybe you can talk a little bit about, first we'll, we'll deal with the provincial election. What are some of the, the top line issues and topics that you are going to be bringing to Ballot Vox? ahead of the provincial election 
Uh, thanks, Sam. I think we're going to see very similar trends and themes to what we saw in the federal election, I think. The biggest issue being uh, the environment and climate change, obviously, during the federal election that received more attention than any other issue throughout the campaign trail. And I think on the provincial election in 2022, we're going to see the same thing. We already have Doug Ford and the PC government putting out very obvious campaign style advertisements uh, attacking both Andrea Horvath with the NDP and, and Del Duca with the Liberals, but also putting out an advertisement that's essentially laying out their priorities, I believe, ahead of the election. And one of those is clearly the construction of new highways, which the PCs are pushing as a, a solution to the province's congestion problems. It's going to be up to voters to really decide whether they believe that that's actually going to solve the province's transportation problems. We know that constructing more highways and widening existing highways has been the plan of the provincial government in Ontario for decades. And we still have congestion worse than anywhere else in Canada, if not in you know some of the worst congestion in, in North America. So it goes back to sort of what you said, Sam, at the very start of the podcast. Voters are going to have to pay attention to what Brampton and Mississauga really need. And we do need a solution to congestion. But does that come in the form of the status quo in terms of building more highways and constructing, widening existing lanes and those sorts of things and building highways through environmentally protected or environmentally sensitive lands? I think the voters are really going to have to pay attention to that in the provincial election because clearly the PC government is positioning that issue as a, a key piece for them. Yeah, and Joel, I, I also think that it's, it's, it's key, like with Ballot Vox, what we want to do for listeners is start making the connections for voters. I mean, the campaigns, as we know, that's the real opportunity, you know, to hold our future elected officials accountable to the issues that are most important to the constituencies, to the groups of residents, the voters out there in Mississauga and Brampton. I'll give you one example. I think it's going to be really important on equity and inclusion issues being such a diverse area. The two cities, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of two thirds of the citizens, they don't identify as white. And they face a lot of challenges, economic challenges, opportunities for them, for their children. You know, so it's not always just a social issue on its face. Quite often, equity and inclusion, issues of diversity, if issues of intolerance, of discrimination, systemic discrimination, things like anti-Black racism, Islamophobia. These are economic issues, right? Like this is what is preventing a lot of individuals, families, children, parents from getting their foot in the door, from getting the same opportunities as others might be getting. And when we try to address these things, how do we bring these issues together? And and one example was a recent story that we did about PDSB, the Peel District School Board, launching uh, a groundbreaking initiative to address Islamophobia. And I have a whole bunch of questions I want to address on BallotVox. And on Joel, I'm sure you're the same way. Why isn't the province coordinating this effort by PDSB across the Ministry of Education? So why are we only seeing PDSB take this initiative through a motion that had to be brought forward by a trustee, Noka de Krub, and all kinds of great work uh, as the pointers on Ukal Thakar, who's one of the producers of Ballot Vox, pointed out in his article, there's a real need to get these types of 
equity and inclusion issues in school boards applied across the province. A number of people who spoke to this really, really hopeful program in PDSB, this very specific initiative that will unfold to tackle and address and hopefully dismantle Islamophobia within the education system. A lot of the community advocates who were instrumental in bringing this forward, they were saying, hopefully, the PDSB can serve as a model for boards across Ontario. And and one of the things I wonder is, well, why is the ministry being silent on it up until now? Like it might be supportive, but shouldn't we during next year's provincial campaign put pressure on candidates who want to run to represent Mississauga and Brampton and Queen's Park? We should be asking them, hey, will you bring forward whole scale policies to address equity and inclusion in education throughout the province, throughout Mississauga, throughout Brampton, but elsewhere? Why aren't we baking that into provincial policy, into you know the Education Act, if the PDSB anti-Islamophobia initiative is successful, is the ministry preparing to incorporate this into its broader budgeting and planning. So so that's one example of how I think a local issue is very much tied to provincial policy and provincial government. And and Joel, what you said about the GTA West Highway, you know, it's the same thing. I find that it's often a very disconnected, disjointed approach to planning issues. You know, you'll see very little coordination between the two levels of government. And I think the election period and having the back-to-back, first we're going to have the provincial election in June of next year, and then in October of next year, we're going to have the municipal election. Let's hold these individuals, these candidates, and these parties, let's hold their feet to the fire. And ballot vox moving forward, that's what we want to do. Joel, what would be something, for example, with the GTA West Highway, you already spoke to it, would you like to see, and ballot vox is going to start addressing this, when we start delving deep into this through the podcast how can we work with listeners bring in guests who can explain for example having an inconsistent planning philosophy where the province is essentially in opposition to what's best for the municipalities the municipalities are trying to become more dense they're trying to get away from sprawl they have emissions targets they have other environmental targets that they have to follow and when the province isn't allowing them to do this or it doesn't seem to be operating in the same wavelength just talk a little bit about the problems that that creates well i think it's clear you know with, the, with, with mississauga for one we see the disconnection uh, between local councillors and their provincial counterparts, there's clear anger and frustration between those two parties because they can't come to an agreement on anything. And when the local councillors try and get answers to questions about provincial legislation or decisions that are being made at Queen's Park that impact the decisions that are being made at City Hall, and there's just no clear answer there, whether that's politics getting in the way or the MPs just towing the party line and not you know, putting the needs of their constituents ahead of the party politics. But the end result is, is essentially what we're, we're seeing right now with the GTA West Highway, that we have local councillors all along the route opposed to this highway. They don't want it. Any other circumstance, I believe that the province would take a step back and say, okay, well, why do we need this highway if the municipalities are saying they don't need it? Well, then we should probably look at something else. But they're doing the exact opposite. They're ignoring all of these municipal voices. They're ignoring all of the environmental and expert voices that are saying this highway will be incredibly environmentally destructive. And we have essentially a provincial government 
that is doing whatever it wants. And that is something that the municipalities have to deal with. They can't really push back against the government with, there aren't many tools for them to push back against the government. And I think we're seeing that frustration. We're seeing that cities are left to try and plan for growth and plan for economic recovery after the pandemic under the umbrella of a provincial government that is really kind of unpredictable and really isn't listening to them and taking their needs into account. And that makes it very difficult to plan effectively, to plan sustainably, which is something that is desperately needed right now as you know we stare down the climate crisis. Yeah. And something that Joel alluded to, it's very difficult. And we're going to, again, we're going to address these types of topics every week on Ballot Vox moving forward. How do you approach provincial governance when a really strong majority, such as the one the PCs under Doug Ford, under Premier Doug Ford, enjoy right now, they simply turn around the PC government and say, well, we have the mandate. You know, we want a strong majority. But when you look at it and you think, well, okay, you you got about 40% of the vote, somewhere in that range, about half the population came out and voted. So really, it's about 20% of eligible voters came out and gave you a mandate. 20% of Ontarians doesn't mean that everyone in Peel region and York region wants the GTA West Highway if only one in five eligible voters actually voted for you, yes, and you can point the blame at those voters who stayed home and didn't come out, and you can say, hey, too bad, don't cry about what we're trying to do if you didn't even bother coming out and voting. But I think it's fair to say that for the PCs to claim that they get to ram through whatever they want based on 20% of the population that supported them at the ballot, and now all of a sudden that means, oh, you're going to get another 400 series highway because we have the mandate when it's clear that that's not what Mississauga wants. It's not what a lot of people in Brampton want. It's not what municipalities in Halton, in York region want. Caledon's the outlier. I mean, for a whole bunch of political reasons and profit motives and, you know, pretty, in my opinion, greedy, you know, motivations, Caledon's an outlier, but no one else in the area really seems to want this highway. And again, I think through Ballot Box, we're going to address the problems of having a system where, okay, a majority government can get in, but a lot of voters don't realize, okay, do you know what the consequences of that are? You know, the consequences of a strong majority government that then feels emboldened to do whatever it wants, even if it puts the GTA West on its platform, you know, and says, okay, by winning a majority, that was a signal from Ontario that Ontario wants this highway. Well, guess what? Only 20% of the people actually supported for you, and even those who supported you, and even those who did support you, the vast majority of them, they weren't voting on the highway issue. They might have been voting on a whole number of different issues that they agreed with you on, the PCs that is, but they're not able to single out the highway issue. You know, with more and more people concerned about gridlock, with congestion, with more and more environmental degradation, loss of species, what it's going to do to the local airshed, emissions in general, more people like seriously worried about how our weather, our climate is changing before our eyes. Maybe there needs to be a better way. And maybe we'll, we can explore that through ballot box to talk about how perhaps through the municipal election. Unfortunately, it comes after, but maybe these municipalities, you know, can really band together and and put up a strong voice during the provincial election to say, hey, you know what, just months after the provincial election, we're going to be going and dealing with our own municipal elections. And you know what, here's what we want to see through the provincial election. No more business as usual on certain issues. You better start dealing with our needs and our position on issues in a responsible way. We need to get more connected. 
you know, so we want to we want to use ballot box as a mechanism to bring a lot of this discourse out there, get this out in the open, talk to municipal officials about, you know, a better way of approaching such interconnected levels of government and how through the election process, you know, we can do that. We'd like to bring potential candidates, current elected officials, uh, other observers, you know, so-called experts. I shouldn't say the word so-called because I know there's a lot of people who work in these sectors that that put in a lot of time and energy thinking about these things. You know, policy people, think tanks, academics, community groups, advocacy organizations, like, for example, transit watchers and transit groups. And the last thing I'll say uh, and ask you, Joel, what are your thoughts about how we need to start covering these types of elections? Like with a provincial election and a municipal election facing us, they're coming up next year, they're back to back. There's so many opportunities to set the agenda for the future of Brampton and Mississauga. Like we can really now establish a good path forward, get hospitals built, get proper, you know, frontline healthcare, make sure we're pandemic proof in the future, other public health issues. So even, even Joel, just on the issue of healthcare, what would you like to see when we look at both the municipal needs and the provincial control of those needs with these two elections coming up? For example, with healthcare for Mississauga and Brampton, how can we connect that issue through ballot box? Plain and simple, I think we need the, the governments to be transparent. We need the provincial government and or candidates or anybody that is looking to or purporting to have solutions to fix the healthcare crisis in Brampton and Mississauga especially if it's an incumbent, we need real answers because we haven't gotten them throughout the last uh, federal election and the last provincial election. We have empty promises and a lot of vows to, to increase funding, to uh, fund the new hospital in Brampton. And we, you know, I just don't think that we have ever gotten a real game plan, a real sort of document that from the province that shows that shows essentially what their plan is to solve that problem. And they, it's non-existent. And I think through an election, that's when voters need to be thinking about more than just what is being talked about on the campaign trail, more than just the words that are being said by these politicians who are just essentially trying to flip a switch in your head to get you to vote for them. You need to keep in mind the issues that, like we've talked about twice already, what your city needs, what you need. And not just sort of fall to the rhetoric of what the, you know, the PC party or any other party is telling you that they're going to do. Because um, there's just a lot of empty words. And when it comes down to actually having a, a solution, a practical solution, they're typically non-existent. And that's something that voters need to demand from their, their candidates. And I think through ballot box, we're going to be able to highlight those issues like healthcare, like the environment, like crime, something that has been, uh, I think, woefully overshadowed by the pandemic and by uh, many other very significant issues. But we saw it during the federal election campaign. Crime wasn't even on the, the radar of many candidates. But, you know, throughout the pandemic, many, many forms of crime, especially gender-based violence, especially human trafficking, have increased. And that has gotten zero attention uh, from many, many mainstream media outlets. And unfortunately, uh, it's up to the regular citizens now to, to really find those issues that matter to them. And I think that with Ballot Box, we will be able to help with that. 
Yeah, and I'll just wrap up. And on 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 the issue of public safety, a lot of things that Joel mentioned. Again, like we are going to attempt to connect. What are the municipal governments facing? You know, through the region of Peel, which obviously will be reset because the municipal election is going to establish what the region of Peel Council will look like. Uh, it's possible that even the structure of the chair at the region of Peel might change going forward. And with all of that, you know, the region controls policing. It basically dictates the budget for policing. It has a lot of authority over policing and public safety in, in Mississauga and Brampton. And and how at the municipal level, elected officials, you know, need to make it clear to the province what the priorities around public safety are and 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 the federal government. And and to what Joel said, it's not just the PCs who happen to be in power right now in Queen's Park. We, we need to take a look at the Liberals and the NDP. Look, the Liberals didn't have the greatest track record over 15 years from 2003 to 2018 serving Mississauga and Brampton very well. When it comes to health care, for example, you know, we need to make sure going forward, why is the budget currently under the infrastructure you know, documents for the province only allocating about a billion dollars for for the new Peel Memorial expansion, supposedly into a, a full service hospital. When Mississauga, all of a sudden, it's going to see more than double that investment, more than two billion dollars that the province has quietly announced. And I don't want to take away anything from Mississauga. It desperately needs that. But the question is. How can we, through ballot vox and through our coverage and through a discourse, put pressure on municipal candidates and those who want to represent Mississauga and Brampton, in this case, Brampton, talking about the issue of a second hospital, how can we put pressure on those people who want to represent Brampton locally to approach the provincial election with an eye to the need for that second hospital and and questions like hey getting a commitment that you know we need more than a billion dollars to turn peel memorial into a full-scale large second hospital in brampton and if mississauga is getting that much and and although there's a desperate need in mississauga the need is far greater in brampton you know so why aren't those connections being made but anyway i thank you all for joining in and we're trying to get you prepared for what ballot box is going to do moving forward we're going to be featuring lots of guests reporters such as joel who's also double duties as as our as our editor at the pointer and other pointer reporters other journalists those who are engaged with the communities in brampton mississauga they'll be a part of this so we hope you join us on ballot vox moving forward it's pretty exciting we think it's pretty important to really, really scrutinize these two upcoming elections, the provincial and municipal election, and we will talk to all of you soon. Ballot Box was hosted by Sam Graywall with Joel Whitnabel, produced by Anukla Thakar and yours truly. Join us next week for continuing coverage of the upcoming 2022 municipal and provincial elections. I'm Jeff Chalmers. Thank you for listening. See you next time.